me ask you a question. I want you to be honest with me this morning by the show of hands. How many of you would say today that, you know, 2013 was a great year? Like if you could just have a repeat of 2013, you would be okay with that. Would you just raise your hand here this morning? Okay, I look around, a few people raising your hand. Now, let's be honest, and we're in church here this morning, so you got to be honest, all right? How many of you would say, hey, 2013 wasn't really a great year? Maybe you had some health issues, or maybe you had some financial issues, or some family issues, or something like that, but you would raise your hand, and you would say, I'm glad 2013's over. Would you raise your hand? That's several of you around here today. Well, I've got good news for you today. How many want some good news? The good news is 2013 is over, 2014 is here. And you know what's so awesome about a new year is that with a new year comes a new hope. Man, when, when we cross over into that new year, there is a hope that, man, it can be so much greater. That even if you had a great year in 2013, there's just this anticipation and there's just this hope that 2014 can be even greater. And maybe you had a really rough year last year, but the good news is, is that God makes all things new and there is a hope for a greater thing that God has in store for you and for your life in 2014. So now everybody say happy new year. Year. That's a little bit better. And you know, as we, as we look into the new year, there's this one thought that's just been kind of going through my mind over this last several, several weeks. And I just want to just bring this out. This is going to be kind of the main topic of our message here this morning. It's on the screen there for you. I want you to see what it is. You might be only one thing away from a completely different life in 2014. That's good news this morning, isn't it? I mean, you might just be one thing away from the great things that God has in store for you in this next year. You know, when we start the new year, so many times we start with such great hope. And so many times we start with this idea of change. And many times the first day of the year, we do this little thing. Many of us have done this, and some of you probably did this. We do this little thing called a New Year's resolution. Anybody ever done a New Year's resolution before, right? And, and so we start this thing, and we're like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in shape. Or, man, I'm going to lose weight. Or, man, I'm going to you know, I'm be a better dad or a better husband. Or I'm going to do better with my finances or I'm going to stop worrying or I'm going to pray more, go to church more, give more in the offering. And we make all of these resolutions. I'm going to do all of this stuff. And yet many times, even just a few days in, we've already given up. Anybody ever done that before? You know, in fact, the truth is, is that 40% of all people who make a new year's resolution will break that resolution within the first 30 days. That's some of y'all. I, I know, you know, you got the little gym membership and you got your cute little outfit to work out in for Christmas and all that kind of stuff. But I've got news for you here today is that most people, in fact, 75% of all people who have a New Year's resolution break that New Year's resolution by Valentine's Day. And why is that? I mean, why is it that we start the new year with such great hope and we start the new year with just, man, I'm going to change, I'm going to do all this stuff. I think sometimes it's because we try to do too much. 
And we write this long list of I'm going to change this and I'm going to change this and I'm going to change this and I'm going to be a different person in 2014 because of all of these changes that we are making and we're going to make. And by the time we even get done writing down our list, we're already overwhelmed and tired and we pretty much just give up and quit. And sometimes I think it's because we try to do too much. But what if this year, what if God wanted to do something greater in your life than you have ever experienced before? And what if he just wanted to start with just one thing? You might today just be one thing away from a different life in this coming year. You know, it reminds me of this story of this guy in Mark chapter 10. A young man who comes to the Lord, the Bible called him the rich young ruler. He was a wealthy man. He had, he had great authority and he had great position and power. And yet he comes to Jesus and he must have been looking for some kind of a change in his life because he comes to Jesus and he says, Master, what must I do to have eternal life? The Bible says that Jesus looked at the man and that he said, well, go and obey the commandments. And man, pride filled the young man's heart because he had already obeyed the commandments, checked those off. He was a good little Jewish boy that had already done all of those things in the commandments. And he said, but sir, I have been obeying the commandments and I've done it since I was just a little boy. But Jesus looked at the man, and he does like he does so many of us sometimes, and he looked right past the outward thing, and he looked right down to his heart. And he saw that there was something that was missing in this young man's heart. And the Bible says that he looked at the young man and he loved him. And he wanted to speak truth into his life with love. And he says this thing that is very, very interesting that he never said to anybody else except for this young man. In verse number 21, he says, but one thing you lack. Everybody say one thing you lack. But one thing you lack, go and sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Jesus says, there's only one thing, one thing that you are missing, one thing that you are lacking. You are one thing away from an an incredibly different life. And some of you are here today, and maybe you're a little bit like this rich young ruler, and you've got your list of commandments, and you've got your list of resolutions, and you're saying, I want to do all of these things to change my life. And Jesus would look past your hard exterior, and with love, he would look to your heart, and he would say, but what about that one thing, that one thing that is holding you back from fully and completely surrendering and following after me. And it might just be that one thing that is the one thing that makes all the difference in your life in this coming year. I want us to look at this for just a minute. In your notes, I just want us to make three statements. And I believe one of these statements will apply to every single one of us here this morning. If you have your notes, you can write these down. You can follow along in your YouVersion Bible app this morning as well. The first statement is this. You might be one decision away from a completely different life in 2014. You might just be one simple decision 
away from a completely different life in 2014. You see, the truth is, the decisions we make today will determine the stories we tell tomorrow. The truth is that your life is the sum total of the decisions that you make. And the decisions that you are making right now, they will affect your life in the future. You might be able to say it like this. You show me your decisions and I will show you your destiny. And some of you are here today and those decisions that you make, the decisions that you make even right here today will affect your life for a long time to come. Some of those decisions are big decisions. Man, I can remember in my life major decisions that I have made that have made a huge impact on my life. I can remember almost eight years ago the decision to leave our home and leave the church that we were pastoring and come to a community that we didn't know a single person in this town and start a church. That was a huge decision that has impacted my life ever since. But then sometimes it's those decisions that are just just a little small, seemingly insignificant decisions that can make a huge impact on your life. I can remember when I was about 16 or 17 years old going to the movies with uh, the kids in our youth group and this one little decision to sit down next to that cute brown haired brown eyed girl that made a huge difference in my life. And some of you, maybe you know some things like that. Decisions that you have made, that one decision led to another decision, led to another decision that made a difference in your life. Some of those are good decisions. Others are bad decisions. Some of you may even be able to look at your life and you might even think, man, I wish I had never done that. I wish I had never made that decision or took that job or spent that money or bought that car or dated that person. I don't know. And you might today just be One simple decision away from a completely different life in 2014. You see, look what the scripture says in Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. It says, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. And oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Man, what a powerful verse. The the scripture says that the choice is yours. Life or death, blessings or curses, the choice is yours. God has given us this power of decisions. And every decision that we make affects not only us, but it affects our descendants to come. Some of you are here today and the choice that you're going to make today might lead to another choice that leads to another choice that leads to another choice and you might just be one decision away from a different life in 2014. Some of you are here today, the decision you need to make is you need to decide to start something. Everybody say start something. Some of you been you've been putting it off. You know what it is. You've been you've been putting it off, but there's something that you need to start. Maybe it's a, a discipline or a habit that you need to take up in your life. For some for some of you, you need to start the discipline of reading the scripture every day. For some of you, man, when you leave today, you're you're gonna make this decision that I'm gonna pick up a Bible, or I'm gonna go to the store, I'm gonna get a one-year Bible, or I'm gonna get on my Bible app and I'm gonna find a Bible, a Bible program that's gonna help me in every single day. I'm going to get up and I'm going to spend a few minutes in in prayer and a few minutes reading my Bible. And that one little decision that you do consistently over time. 
time, that habit and discipline that you develop in your life, it can open up so many other great things for you. Some of you, maybe you need to decide today that I, I need to... I need to do something about my health. I, I, need, to start, I need to start working on my, on my physical condition. And maybe you make the decision, I'm going to start a habit of, of spending some time uh, exercising. Or I'm going to start some better eating habits. Or I'm going, to, I'm going to make some changes to take care of the physical body, the temple of the Holy Spirit that God has given me to manage. And I'm going to start this new discipline this year. Some of you, maybe you're here, maybe it's a financial thing, and maybe you find yourself uh, in, a, in a mountain of debt, and maybe the small decision that you would make today that will impact your life for, for years to come is, hey, I'm going to start getting out of debt. I'm going to start living on a budget. I'm going to start doing the Dave Ramsey thing. I'm going to be a Dave Ramsey ninja. You know what I'm saying? I mean, beans and rice, beans and rice, beans and rice. I'm going to live like nobody else so that later I can live like nobody else. And today's going to be the day that I start this one simple decision that can lead to other decisions that can change my life. Some of you, it's the, it is the whole tithing thing. And every single Sunday you come and you hear me do the tithe challenge and you hear me talking about tithing and giving. And in your heart, you're like, I know that I need to do that. But you're just like the rich young ruler. And man, you're doing all the other stuff. But there's that one thing that is the one thing that is holding you back from the true blessings of God upon your life. And today is the day that you decide, I am going to start. I, I might be just one simple decision away from the greater life that God has for me to live. Some of you don't need to decide to start, though. Some of you this morning, you need to decide to stop. Some of you got some habits. You got some things in your life, and it's those habits that you are holding on to that are actually holding you back from the great things that God has in store for your life. Maybe, maybe it's an addiction, and, and, and maybe you would say, you know, I'm not addicted, and I can stop anytime I want, but deep down in your heart, you know it has a hold upon your life, and you know that it's holding you back from the great things that God has in store for you, and you would decide today, I'm going to do whatever it takes to stop doing those things that are keeping me from all that God has in store for me. Some of you, may, maybe it's an attitude. Everybody say attitude. Some of you, it's an attitude. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's an outlook or just the way that you look at life. Some of you are here and, and maybe you're a, you're a people pleaser. You just can't say no. And so you're just going through life trying to, trying to make everybody happy. And the problem is that you're making everybody else happy and making yourself miserable. And maybe some of you are even here, maybe you've even compromised some of your values because you're trying to fit in or you're trying to make everybody else happy and you're pleasing everybody else, but you're not pleasing God and it's time to make the decision to stop. Maybe some of you, maybe you've got an overly critical attitude. Maybe you're a complainer and just everywhere you go, you're just finding the negative and just complaining about this or that or the other. And you're just zapping the joy right out of your own life and everybody else all around you. And it's time to decide. It's that one thing that's holding me back. It's keeping me from what God wants me to be and do. And so today I'm going to make the decision to stop. Some of you, maybe you're so caught up in your career so caught up in making money or climbing the ladder or 
being successful. All the while, your children are growing up and you're missing it. Your marriage is falling apart and it's time today to make the decision that I'm going to stop going after things that don't really matter and I'm going to start living my life for the things that really do matter. You see, you might just be one decision away. Some of you, you don't need to decide to start or stop. Some of you, you need to decide to take a risk. Man, for the rich young ruler, just imagine the risk that it would have been to follow Jesus. I mean, Jesus says, go and sell everything you have and come and follow me. Now, just, I mean, think about that. Now, this guy is rich. He's incredibly wealthy. I mean, it's not a big deal if you don't have much to sell everything you got and come follow Jesus. But this guy has a lot. Imagine the risk that it would have been to sell everything that he has and go and follow after Jesus. Not only that, this guy, he, he's a ruler. I mean, he has great authority. He has great position and power. And Jesus is saying, hey, stop being a leader and come and be a follower. Imagine the risk that it must have been. For this young man. But I want you to look at it from the flip side as well. What risk did the rich young man take by not following Jesus? What did he, what did he miss out on by not being willing to do the one thing that Jesus had asked him to do? And the truth is, this morning, some of you are holding on to one thing because of fear. And you're not willing to let it go and to step into what God has for you because you're afraid to take the risk. But my question is, what are you missing out on by not taking the risk? You see, you might this morning just be one step of faith away from God doing a miracle in your life. And maybe you're saying, but what if I quit my job and start that business? Or what if I invite that person to church and they reject me? Or, or, or what if I, you know, whatever that thing might be that, that God has put in your heart and maybe you're missing out on the great things that God has for you because you're not willing to take the risk, the step of faith. You see, you might just be one decision away. One decision away from an incredibly different life in 2014. Check this out, number two. You might just be one relationship away from a different life in 2014. You see, your relationships will determine the direction of your life. One, one guy said it like this, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And the truth is, the people that we spend time with and the people that we associate with, they will influence us in, in a great way. We've, we've all heard that said before, birds of a feather flock together, right? And it's so true that the people that we associate with, the people that we choose to spend time with, man, they will determine so many times the direction of our life. The scripture says it like this in Proverbs 13 and verse 20. It says, walk with the wise and you become wise, but associate with fools and you get yourself in trouble. We've all done that before, right? I mean, how many of you ever been guilty by association before? How many of you ever done something stupid just because you were hanging around some stupid people, right? And here's the thing is that you might just be one relationship away from a different life in 2014. That might be good and that might be bad. But here's what you need to know is that you need good relationships in your life to influence you towards what God has in store for you in 2014. I, I think about the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 9. 
I want to show you what happens in, in the life of, of Paul. One relationship, one friend changes the whole tra- trajectory of his life. I want you to see it in Acts chapter 9 and verse 26. It says, when Saul came to Jerusalem, who would later be known as Paul, when he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was really a disciple. But Barnabas, his friend, took him and brought him to the apostles. Now, check this out. Why were, why were they afraid of, of Paul? Well, they were afraid of Paul because he was also the guy who had been named Saul. And what did Saul do? Saul was the one that was going around and persecuting and even killing Christians. And so now Saul has this encounter with God, and God begins to change his life. And so he says, hey, I want to be with the other Christians, and I want to go around, and I want to be a preacher. But naturally, these other Christians, they don't trust him. They're thinking maybe this is a trick. Maybe he just wants to get into our group so that he can torture us and kill us as well. And if it wasn't for this one friend, this guy named Barnabas, who comes alongside Paul and believes in him and even risks his own reputation to vouch for Paul, then then Paul's life could have went in a completely different direction. But he comes in and he says, hey, let him come into our group. And Paul begins to preach. And the rest, I guess, you could say is history because he becomes one of the greatest men of God ever known the apostle Paul who wrote two-thirds of what we know now as the New Testament and it all happened because of this one friend this one relationship this one person who stood next to him and helped him and I'm here to tell you today some of you are here and you're trying to live this Christian life on your own you're trying to do it by yourself and you can't do it by yourself you need relationships you need people to come alongside of you. You need people in your life who will hold you accountable. You need people in your life who can tell you the truth. You need people in your life who will pray for you and love you and strengthen you in those difficult times. You just might be this year, just one relationship, one friend, one person away. For some of you, maybe you need to decide now I'm going to invite some people into my life. I need a coach. I need a mentor. I need someone to disciple me. I need need a friend. Maybe maybe you need to make the decision today that I'm going to get involved in a life group when they start here in a couple of weeks. And this is finally going to be the year that we just, we do it and we're faithful to it. And in those groups, when you make those relationships and those people who will walk alongside of you to help you to be all that God has called you and created you to be. Some of you, maybe there's, some relationships in your life that have that have gone sour maybe there's some there's some bitterness or there's some unforgiveness and maybe this is the time when you need to let go of that and maybe there's some of you that you need to go to another person and you need to ask forgiveness and you need to make that relationship right because you might just be one relationship away some of you you've been You've been putting it off every week. You see that other couple that you see every Sunday in the foyer and you say hi and you think, man, I wonder if we have anything in common. And maybe it'd be the time that instead of just thinking, I wonder if we have anything in common, maybe you call them up and you say, hey, let's do dinner or let's go to lunch after church and let's spend some time together. You never know that relationship might be the one relationship that makes all the difference for you. Some of you single guys, maybe it's time you need to turn off the Xbox Take a shower, shave, put on some deodorant, you know what I'm saying? 
Get up some nerve, that 20 seconds of intense courage and call that girl and ask her out. Because you might just be one relationship away, one decision away, one relationship away. Number three, check this out. You might just be one prayer, one prayer away from a completely different life in 2014. So here's what I know. Your prayers are great predictors. In fact, your prayers are, are prophets. You show me your prayer life, and, and I'll show you your potential. You see, I, I've seen it so many times in my life, so many times that, that one consistent prayer that makes, that makes all the difference, prayers that, that I've prayed for myself, prayers that have been prayed over me, I can look back in my life and I can, I can see how those prayers have changed the course and the destiny of my of my life, man, I can think about when I was a kid. I remember my dad, he would pray for me and my, and my sister. And I remember he prayed really loud. He was one of those old-time kind of preachers and prayers, right? He would pray really loud, and so I could hear him pray. And every single morning, I would hear him in there praying. And he would pray for me, and he would pray for my sister. And there was one consistent prayer that he prayed over and over and over. God, prepare a helpmate for my son. He prayed it every single day. And that one prayer has made a huge difference in my life. I can remember prayers that I prayed. I remember when I was just a, a kid, I was 15 years old when God, when God uh, called me into the ministry. I felt the call to full-time ministry. And I remember praying this one prayer over and over and over again. God, if you would just use me, if you would just use me in ministry, if you would just use me to do something great for your kingdom. And I've prayed that prayer since I was just a young man. And that one prayer has made a huge difference now, having been in full-time ministry for 18 years and seeing God use me in ways that I never imagined to be possible and it all started with that one prayer one prayer that I prayed consistently I I can even remember just last year things that I that I wrote down and prayers that I began to pray you might remember some of you were around here when we did the circle maker and we drew circles around some areas of our life that we were believing God and I drew some circles and I wrote some prayers down and I can tell you that that I that there are things that are happening in my life and in our ministry and in this church today that are a direct result of those prayers that I prayed consistently and I'm here to tell you today that you might just be one consistent prayer away from God doing things that you never even imagined to be possible in your life this year. You see, if we truly believed in the power of prayer, I think we would certainly pray a whole lot more. Some of you, God wants to do some incredible things in your life this year, and the the only thing hindering you is your prayer life. Some of you need to start praying some prayers. Maybe some of you, the prayer that you need to be praying is God. Give me wisdom. God, direct my life. Maybe some of you are even looking at some circumstances in your life right now that seem to be overwhelming. You're like, man, I don't know what to do about this. I don't know how to face this decision. I, I don't know what to do with what's going on in my family or in my business or, or with my marriage. And, and man, you're just overwhelmed by the circumstances around you. And your prayer for this year might just need to be, God, give me wisdom and direction for my life, you know, it reminds me of this guy in the Old Testament, a guy named Jehoshaphat. How do you like that name, right? Jehoshaphat, and he was the king of Israel, and the Israelites found themselves in a situation where they were, they were in insurmountable circumstances. 
surrounded by three different armies, one on each side, and they didn't know what to do. And Jehoshaphat prayed this one simple prayer in 2 Corinthians 20 and verse 12. He says, God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Some of you, maybe that's the prayer that you need to pray. God, I don't know what to do about this circumstance or this situation, but God, my eyes are on you, and I'm looking to you for direction in my life. And you know what's so powerful is that when we pray that prayer, he has promised that he would give us the wisdom and the direction that we need. In James, he says that if anyone lacks wisdom, he can call upon God who will give it to him without finding faults. Some of you, some of you, maybe you're here today and maybe the one prayer you need to pray is, God, forgive me. Maybe you found yourself making a decision that led to another decision that led to another decision and now you find yourself having crossed a line that you never thought that you would cross. You find yourself so far away from God today because of a simple decision that you made that led to a place that would lead you so far from God and you're you're thinking God could never forgive me and God could never take me back but I've got good news today is that you might just be one prayer away away from forgiveness today reminds me of this story of of king david some of you may remember his story a man after god's own heart a man who loved god but this man made one decision he stayed home when he should have been going off to war that led to another decision to go up on top of the roof it led to another decision to begin looking out to see See a woman bathing, which led to another decision, to another decision, to another decision that wound up David down a path that he never thought that he would go down, ended up committing adultery and even committing murder. And it all started with one simple decision. But then there was one relationship. There was one friend who loved David enough that he could speak truth into his life, a prophet named Nathan who spoke those words into David's life. And so David then prayed that one prayer, the prayer that made all the difference in Psalm 51. He said, God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Some of you have found yourself down that path and you never thought you would wind up there and you think, how could God ever forgive me? But just as he did for David, it's only one prayer away. God, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit Some of you, maybe the prayer you need to pray is, God, I surrender. For some of you, you're a little bit like the rich young ruler. You've been obeying the commandments. Go to church at least once a month, whether you need it or not. Pay your tithe and read your Bible and do all of those kinds of things. But there's there's one thing, there's one area, and I, I don't know what it is. You know what it is as the Holy Spirit tugs at your heart today. There's one thing that is holding you back, and that one thing that you're unwilling to, to surrender is the one thing that is keeping you from the life that God has for you in this coming year. And you need to pray just this one prayer that makes all the difference. God, I surrender every part of my life to you. It reminds me of Jesus as he went into the garden. He knew what was, what was to come. He, he knew the suffering and the pain and the torture that he was about to face as he would go to the cross. And there, Jesus in all of his humanity was struggling 
with that decision, that decision to surrender to God's plan and even knowing the pain and the struggle that it would be, he also knew the great power and the great purpose that would come along with surrendering himself to God's plan. And there in the garden, he struggled so greatly that his sweat became as great drops of blood. He, pray, he prayed that one prayer that would make all of the difference for him and even more importantly, all of the difference for you and for me. God, if, if, if there's any other way, take this cup from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And some of you are in that struggle right now a struggle to surrender yourself fully and completely to him. And just as Jesus said to the rich young ruler, Jesus would look at you and he would look at you with love in his heart, but he would speak the truth into your life and he would say, this one thing, this one thing you lack. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's, maybe it's an area of unconfessed sin. Maybe it's a habit or an addiction in your life maybe it's a discipline that you need to you need to add in your life but there's this this one thing that is holding you back and will you be willing to surrender that one thing that one thing might be the one thing that would make all the difference for you rich young ruler he went away sad because he wasn't willing wasn't willing to take that risk. He wasn't willing to make that surrender. My prayer for you today is that you wouldn't leave this place as the rich young ruler left, but you would leave this place having surrendered yourself fully and completely to Him. What decision do you need to make? Is it something you need to start or something that you need to stop? Is it a step of faith that you need to take? Is, is there a relationship that you need to forgive someone or that you need to start or maybe a relationship that you need to stop? Is there a prayer that you need to pray, God, direct me, God, forgive me, God, I surrender my life to you. I want you to bow your heads with me all over this room. See, this morning... That one thing, it's bound up in these three things that we talked about. We talked about today. One choice, one decision away. That decision to ask Christ to be the Lord of your life. One relationship away. The relationship that's the relationship that changes it all. A relationship with Jesus Christ. And it all begins with this one prayer. A prayer to invite Him into your heart and into your life.